Hey, everybody. Mandy here. I know. I always said that I would do this once a week. And, you know, really life just grabs you by the balls. And rarely do you have the time to even think about doing something like this. But here I am. And I'm checking in. Um, the last, I don't know how many months have been absolute insanity, but like really not all bad. So we made it through Christmas and the winter. That was kind of rough though, because our HVAC unit went out. And they couldn't get our part during the blizzard that we had here. So luckily my work was stellar enough to offer a space heater. And my coworkers, not counting y'all out. Thank you. Appreciate you. But we had it covered. Old house. So it actually was insulated way better than either of us were expecting. But... Holy guacamole, this last few, we'll just fast forward from the last podcast through the holidays. Yay, Merry, Merry Christmas. We made it. Blizzard, and here we are. Um, middle of March. It's crazy. Time's flying so fast, but... spring break for the kids flew along. I'm so glad that our little one was able to go explore and have a freaking bomb time. That's awesome. But as life moves on, people leave us. And this podcast mostly is going to be about Pretty much my journey through loss. That's the only way that I can explain it. If you are not ready for it or not down for it, that's fine. You can stop listening now. But if you are prepared for the ride, then thank you. But... A little background, when we moved in, I spent, oh my God, four or five days over here every night after work painting the living room. And if you've been in my house, like you see the colors, you see the decor. I spent four or five days before we even actually moved in just painting and getting it ready for us to move our stuff in. And... I remember on our second night here, well, my second night here, Andrew, I'm pretty sure he was still out of town, but I was over here painting, took a break. My little sister came by and I was sitting out front with her and this guy started walking up the driveway and I got kind of sketched out like, Hello, who are you? And I literally met him like that. Hi, who are you? Can I help you? And it was our neighbor. His name was Dwayne. 
and he was coming over. He said he noticed that the previous owners had moved out and he saw different cars over here. So he was just coming over. He's lived in his house for about 27 years, 28 years. Long enough to know that he's, you know, someone that pays attention to when things change. And he was so sweet and not weird or pushy. Um, He was in his mid-50s, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, he came over, introduced himself, and let me and my sister know that he was available if anything was needed. He owned the house across the street and that they were available if we ever needed anything. And I remember he said, would you like to see where your property line is? And I'm like, hell yeah, because normally you have to pay for that. But he worked for gas and water, so everything had already been roped off. And it was flagged and tagged and bagged. Whatever. It was all done. He ended up being the coolest person. Seriously, the best neighbor you could ever want for. He would randomly check in with us. His brief introduction turned into so many nights hanging out on our front porch or in his garage with all of his amazing classic cars or just hanging out back of his house. Like that's it, it's something that just became normal for us. And there were, I know there were so many nights that my poor husband was like, I've got to work. We're here too late. But he was just such a good person. And it was like something you couldn't turn off. You couldn't like pull away from. So you just had to let the conversation just get to a point where it died. And it eventually would. And fast forward. That was summer of last year. And then fall time came. He got a little bit quieter. And we saw each other a few times. And then he got really quiet. And I remember feeling like this nagging, this nagging sense to check on him. And I did. And at first he didn't answer, so I texted him because I didn't want him to think that I was a cuckoo bird. And he called me after he got off of work, and he just said that he was in a rut. He had a really hard time during the holidays and, like, gray gray days is what I call them. But between, like, November and the end of January, the sky tends to be gray more than it's anything else. And for anyone with, like, seasonal affective disorder, you know that. the Like, the, we consider them dark months because it's 
very seldom is their true son and it it's rough it can be super rough so anyway he called me back and told me that he was having a hard time and I just like reminded him again hey we're here we were here I think this was the beginning of February or I know it was the middle of February and he told me that he was just, I don't know, he couldn't, well, like, shake the feeling. And I'm like, you just got to get, try to get out. Get out and do more. And anyone who listens to this would probably be like, well, you don't know him. You shouldn't have done that. Well, but I did. We got to know him on a very personal level very fast. And there were some times that he came over and I felt like like he just had to come do a data dump or an emotional dump. And that was fine. I was here for it. You know, the empath in me, I always will be. I can hear it. I can feel when somebody's off. So I'm going to open the door and extend the invitation for you to find peace and solace while you're in my presence or anywhere around me or just in your own freaking life. So he was having a hard time and he said that he was feeling better. He was starting to feel better. And Then we found out two weeks after that that he tried to kill himself. Essentially, I think it's fair to say he did. Um, He didn't in the moment. His sweet, sweet mother that I met after the fact found him. And it's just insane. It is insane. I am processing it much better now than I was previously. But I initially felt like, oh my God, I just talked to him two weeks ago. Like, how could I not have seen this? But at the same time, someone who is already succumbing to the dark They're not going to tell you that. No one's ever going to tell you that. And he ended up passing away this past Saturday at Vanderbilt. And as hard as it is, the only thing that I can say or find comfort in is the fact that he's no longer suffering from whatever was bringing him down before. And I used to be one of the people that always said, you know, like, suicide is a coward's way out, blah, blah. I still kind of feel that way to a degree because I know it's easier to just let the darkness consume you than it is to fight through your your feelings and trauma to get back to the light but there's also a side to me like depending on your age 
I, maybe you fulfilled your purpose and those around you need to find peace in that. Dwelling on the fact that he went too soon is going to do no one any good. So instead, we should find the good that he did do and that happiness that he did bring to people, which is coming in exponential rates on his Facebook. Like he... So many people knew him and so many people loved him. And it's crazy because, mind you, we knew him for, you know, only half a year. But we are saying the same things about him that folks are saying that knew him for 25 years. It's, he was just a good, genuine person. So, it's... This life is crazy and this world is crazy and tomorrow's never promised. And things can grab a hold of you by the ankles and fucking pull you down. But it's just so important for anyone that hears this to know, number one, if you ever reach that place, oh my God. Please try to reach out to somebody before you get there. And if you don't and you feel like it's truly your end, just imagine, think about what you're going to leave people with. His 79-year-old mom found him. I finally went over and met her just because my heart told me to. I was terrified and it was such an insane and spirit like it that was intense. Um but this woman who had already been through so much loss in her life had to yet see it again when you know, it's easy to look back and say he could have just called me or he could have called my husband. But he was beyond that and he didn't think that anybody else could help him. But there's always someone that can do something. So, I don't know. The long and short of this is like my brief life update is about the tremendous loss that we're all reeling from now. Um, we're still waiting for the funeral arrangements to be made, but to anyone that listens to this, that knows me, even if you don't fucking know me, I don't care if you don't know me, I'm not sure that you could see this, but either way, I love all of you and you have a place here. You do. And I don't care if we've had a tiff, if we don't talk anymore, if we're not social media friends. I don't care what it is. My heart is always open. And 
the same for my husband. Any of his military friends, wives, all all of that, we are here. And it it can be tough sometimes and it can be terrifying and there's such a huge cloud of sometimes just imagine judgment because I know if you come to me with some real ass shit and you're fucking struggling, there's not a lick of judgment to be found. It's just not appropriate. It's not the time. It's not the place. If you come to me, then that means we need to heal. I need to try to heal. I would never judge. I don't want to judge. So. Ugh. Crazy. Things are crazy. But. I'm thankful. We're thankful that we even got to know him. He was incredible. And through his passing, we got to know our neighbors across the street that were renting a house that he owned. He owned the house next to us and the one across the street. And I pray to God that his family keeps both of them because they're all just good fucking people. I just hope that they can get through this with peace and solace and come together in solidarity of what he would want and what he would prefer. Oh, gosh. Well, here's my most recent update. I'll probably post another one in a couple of days. Things are just crazy right now, but uh, depression silenced me for enough months, as I know it did many others. So I figured that, especially after this humongous loss and something that affects my family so deeply, it was only fair that I get on here and just talk out loud to all of you that thank you have people that either don't listen, don't care, don't have time, whatever the case may be, can't relate. There's all, literally, there is always somebody with an ear. So, and I'm one of them. So I'll leave this here and I'll pick up in a couple of days. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.